Welcome back to another episode of the Ink and Impact podcast. I'm your host, Dalian Bickle, a fellow writer as well as a developmental editor and book coach with more than 25 years in the self-publishing industry. As always, I am excited to be here with you, and I look forward to sharing the seven strategies that authors can learn from Costco. So I don't know if you are a huge fan of Costco or not. I personally enjoy shopping there. But even if you aren't a fan, or maybe you've never even been inside of one, the strategies that I'm going to share today can help you reach and retain your readers. This is one of several great topics that I have lined up for the podcast in quarter one of this year, including some great interviews that are going to be coming out soon. Excited to bring those back. But today we are going to talk about those seven strategies that authors can learn from Costco. Are you ready to learn what those are? Let's go. Welcome to Ink and Impact, the podcast for Christian writers who want to impact their readers. I'm your host, Daleen Bickle, and each week I'll help you keep a pulse on the publishing industry, showcase Christian authors and their books, and share ways you can improve your craft and magnify your message. Whether you're a fiction or nonfiction writer, traditionally or indie published, established or just starting out, this podcast is for you. All right, so when I talk about the seven strategies that we can learn from Costco, I'm not talking about their book section, which is maybe where you thought I was going with this. Rather, I am talking about the Sunday afternoon showdown that occurs every week in the rotisserie chicken section of my local Costco warehouse store. So each week after church, I can expect to stand with about a dozen people and we're all huddled around an empty what I'm going to call a warming rack. It's not exactly a tray. It's not exactly a shelf, but it's where they slide the completed chickens out for people to be able to pick up and put in their shopping carts and go. So we're all standing around this warming rack, right? Waiting, eagerly anticipating these chickens. And among us, as we are watching the employees package them, you know, take them off the spit, and package these hot chickens into the little plastic reheatable containers that they put them in, I've discovered that there are about four, there are probably more, but four primary personalities among all of us waiting, right? And I've personally identified them as the scowler, and that's the person who literally has a scowl on their face, arms are crossed, toes are tapping, they are very impatient, and they grumble under their breath, or sometimes vocally, about the weight, right? And, and not having the chicken ready for them. Then there's the analyzer among us. That is the person who, when the chickens are put on the rack, they are contemplating and, and can't decide which chicken they want. Oh, this one might be too brown. Or they lift this one up and the, the lid's covered with steam and they're trying to look and see and they'll put that one down. And then, yeah, they just can't decide, right? Then there's the snatcher, and that's the person who swoops in from out of nowhere and doesn't grab just one chicken, but they grab multiple chickens, two or three or four chickens, and 
make a quick getaway while the rest of us are just kind of standing there and the poor people at the back of the line might have to wait for the next batch of chickens to be finished before they get theirs. And then there's the respecter. And I think majority of us waiting for these chickens fall into this group. It's the person who respects the work that's going on behind the scenes that we know these employees are doing the best that they can as fast as they can. And so we kind of patiently wait our turn and, you know, we might even thank the worker when they slide it down to us and we leave gratified, appreciating the fact that we have a chicken, right? Now, if you've ever stood in the rotisserie chicken section of your own Costco, maybe you can relate to the people I've described and the situation. There's nothing like an empty rotisserie chicken rack at Costco. But how, you might be wondering, does all of that tie into your author journey and reaching readers? Well, that's a good question. And actually, it wasn't until that evening when I was going to bed, I was literally putting my head on the pillow and it came to me. Seven connections, how it connects to readers. And that's what I'm going to share with you today. So number one is offer something good. We as writers need to offer something good to our readers. That's what Costco is doing for its customers, right? It's good chicken. It's good quality. It has, it's a good size. I don't know if you've sized rotisserie chickens at other places, but a lot of the other grocery stores, they're these teeny tiny things, right? They look like quail, but at Costco, that's a big chicken, right? You get your money's worth. Which leads into point number two, offer something of value. When it comes to your book, make it something people want to consume, right? Make it valuable content. Make it something that they want to read and are going to enjoy reading, just like the customers at Costco enjoy eating those chickens. Speaking of something good and valuable, I encourage you to consider joining the Inkwell, my weekly virtual writing community. It offers you the opportunity to finally establish that writing habit you know you've been wanting to develop for months, maybe even years. And just as importantly, it connects you with like-minded Christian writers of all ages and stages. We can all benefit from leaving our isolated bubbles for an hour each week to receive prayer, ask questions, be encouraged, and add words to the page. Inkwell members write a variety of different things during our time together, and not just book chapters. They also write newsletters, blog posts, social media posts, magazine articles, whatever God is calling them to write that day. We always enjoy such rich, meaningful fellowship at these sessions. During one recent session, one writer mentioned her struggle with her newsletter and encouragement and thoughtful, helpful tips were shared. In another session, a writer asked why we so often procrastinate and the responses were incredibly eye-opening and helpful. I could go on and on about the value of each and every session, but you really need to come experience it for yourself. Come try it out. We meet every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern and 1 p.m. Eastern. Take advantage of the month-to-month -month membership with no long-term commitments and access all eight weekly writing sessions plus one group craft chat per month. Register using the link in the show notes. The third point is to leverage word of mouth. You know, Costco is known for giving samples of food and beverages, right? But have you ever noticed that they rarely, if ever, offer samples of their rotisserie chicken? Maybe it's just because I'm only there once a week and I've never seen it, or maybe it's just my area that they haven't done that. 
but I think the reason that they don't offer samples of the chicken is because they don't need to. They have word of mouth working for them. Everyone is telling everyone else, oh, you've got to go to Costco. They've got good value for these big chickens and they're, they taste delicious. And there have been times that I've been in that little huddle waiting for the chicken to come out and, and somebody will stop and ask the group, oh, is, is their chicken really good? Is it that good? Is it worth waiting for? And we're all like, yes. So when it comes to readers, let's use that to our advantage too. Yes, we all know about testimonials and book reviews, right? Those work well, but I believe that we need to get out in the public more. I think we as writers and authors should get out and do more public speaking in person and guest on podcasts as well. But as much in person as we can do, I think that's really going to benefit our book sales. You know, we can also, in addition to public speaking, we can do book readings. Like this always works well for children's books, right? Bookstores and libraries always love to have authors come and do book readings, but can it work for other types of books as well? You can also consider doing a book signing at a bookstore or at an expo or an event or a farmer's market. Sometimes you can interact with people and have booths there. You know, give new readers, potential readers, an opportunity to learn about you and your books by getting out there and then allowing them to become your biggest marketers. Let that word of mouth, oh, hey, I saw so-and-so at this bookstore and they were giving a reading and they give a reading once a month on, you know, maybe not even just their own book, but in their genre. Get people to become fans. And once they become fans, then they will spread the word. And once the word starts spreading, there's such a thing as FOMO, the fear of missing out, right? Once people hear about how good this book is that you've written or the series that you've written or this blog that you're writing, whatever it is, once people are aware that other people are enjoying it or are being helped by it or benefiting from it, they're not going to want to miss out either. They're going to want part of that too. And so there's the, the FOMO works in your advantage as well. Number four time your release and let people know when it will be available. So Costco uses literal timers on their rotisserie machines, you know, that, that they can do like 20 chickens at once in these big, I don't know that they're ovens, but whatever rotisserie spits, but they set timers so that they aren't overcooked, that they aren't undercooked. And so that the employees know, you know, when they're done, when they're ready to come out. So, as authors, we can do something similar by, you know, setting deadlines, um, having pre-order sales and discounts, creating launch teams, having a, a rele book release party the day your book releases, and, you know, building up excitement about it beforehand and mentioning it to everybody and in your marketing efforts, whether it's on social media and newsletters and emails and all of that, let people know about it, invite them in, invite them to bring their friends and fellow readers with them to learn about it and be a part of it, right? So many times, a lot of authors are connecting with other authors, which is good. And but that's where they're leaving it. We as authors, we want to encourage each other and support each other. But we aren't your ideal readers, right? You need to get out into the public and let people know when your book is coming out. The fifth 
is let people see you making it. So at Costco, those big rotisserie cookers, they have glass doors. Now, that's probably so that the employees can really see what's going on and get a good picture of what, you know, if anything's going wrong. But it also serves to let the customers who are passing by look and see, oh, that looks good. You know, they have little lights on in there so you can see the, the nice brownness of the chicken as it spins around on that spit, right? It helps to build anticipation and then you can smell the aroma of it as well, right? So let your readers see what you're working on as you're writing it. Have little behind the scenes videos or reels going. Um, tell them in newsletters little snippets of what you've discovered in your research or where you traveled for research or if you write fantasy, you know, what you came up with for a map of your new world or let them in on the creation part of it so that they will really, really, again, they'll be built, you'll be building their excitement for when it releases. The sixth strategy is to understand your audience. And this is kind of a no brainer. Everybody talks about it, but it's kind of innocuous as well. Like what exactly do we mean? Well, just as Costco has various personality types like the scowler and, um, you know, the snatcher and all of that, you're going to have different reader personalities as well. Okay. And not everyone will like every book that you write, or they won't necessarily like the, every book cover that you create for it, but others will eat it up and some will buy multiple copies to provide as gifts for friends and family, right? Know what your readers want, you know, a good book in a certain genre and then make it available to them. Understand what they want and give that to them. That being said, we are not people pleasers, we're God pleasers. So as Christian writers, we definitely want to honor God in all that we do and heed the calling, write the message that he's given us. But within that, I also believe that um, he wants us to honor our readers as well and serve them well. Okay, so get to know them and to get to know them. It goes back to the previous points of getting in front of them and not hiding away and not being in seclusion as a writer. And the seventh strategy that we can learn as writers from Costco is to continue to create. All right. So Costco doesn't just make one batch of chicken for the entire week. No, they make multiple batches every day. Okay. They're consistent with their chicken production. The same should be true of us as writers. So, you know, we might not all be called to write more than one book, but many of us are, especially if we are writing fiction and have series and that kind of thing. But even if we only write one book, that doesn't mean that we should stop talking to our readers after the book is published. No, we have newsletters that we can send to them and stay engaged with them. There are social posts. There's those in-person events that we can continue to do. Um, blog posts, we can guest blog posts on others' blogs. We can be, um, we can start our own podcast or we can be a guest on others' podcasts. We can keep sharing the message that God has given us and continue to create content. Now, that being said, you don't have to burn yourself out in creating content. I think a lot of us feel overwhelmed 
a lot of times and feel like we have to do the newsletter we have so many times a week or a month or we have to post so many times a day on social media and we have to be on all the social media platforms and there's so many voices coming at us but if we stop and we pray and seek God's guidance and just step out in faith in what he's telling us to do and just do consistently what we can manage without forgetting about our readers like don't just leave them hanging out there continue to talk with them continue to engage conversations with them and another idea too is if you have only written one book maybe you publish it in a different format than maybe you only created an ebook maybe a year or two down the road you create the paperback version or maybe several months later you create a large print version if your audience is people who are visually impaired right or have vision um, issues that they appreciate the large print maybe you create an audiobook there are different opportunities for you to re-engage with your readers even if you have only published one book all right that's it seven strategies authors can learn from Costco so to summarize or recap here they are again one offer something good two offer something of value three leverage word-of-mouth marketing four time your release and let people know when it will be available five let people see you making it six understand your audience and seven continue to create so I encourage you to pick one of those seven strategies to focus on this week and then let me know how it goes you know what happened with that and if you found this episode valuable please let me know that as well send me an email at info info at ink and and by the way if you'd like free exposure you can send me your feedback about whatever strategy you picked and what you thought about this episode or the podcast in general and let me know via a recorded audio clip so you can simply record it on your phone and then send it to me at info at and be sure to include your name clearly state your name and your most recent book or work in progress if it's not published yet and if you have a website let me know that as well and then I can play that clip on a future episode of the podcast so I really do want to encourage you to take advantage of this free exposure and do other marketing activities to get in front of other potential readers okay so you now have your assignment and with that I look forward to seeing you again if you're on YouTube you get to see me and otherwise you get to hear me in two weeks when another episode drops till then take care God bless that's it for today fellow pen pusher remember don't just write a book make an impact.